there there is a storm happening outside right now so hopefully it doesn't get like too loud or anything yeah and as a warning to everyone if you hear a loud bong it's because i'm in the living room (laughs) and there's a clock down here and it bongs so that's probably gonna happen in like five minutes you're gonna hear six bongs Uh (laughs) what if you just meant like a loud bong like the sound of like the bubbling water is just using the huge bong. It's like the the the, the, the like I'm doing it right up against the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> but something that is different today. This is the first one of these we're drinking during. I think. Oh yeah. No, I yeah. had a drink. I had a drink in one of the other ones, but uh-huh. I was I was not um, I was not inebriated. I drank it very yeah. slowly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not drunk either. I just started. But yeah, we're both yeah. drinking, so it's a milestone. I made myself some sort of pumpkin spice um, rum drink, so. Mm. It's fancy. I'm just drinking a beer, like a yeah. decent American. <laughs> a German like beer. A <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stupid because I was going to make this with milk because I wanted it to be, like, creamy, and I put Kahlua in it, and I was going to be like, ooh, it's like an orange Russian, but we... <laughs> All we have is goat's milk, and it smells kind of weird. And I don't know yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't no, know if that's just you. how it smells. <laughs> no. <But> I, <laughs> no. So, so I didn't put milk in there, and I was like, oh, I need something else to like make it not just pumpkin and rum. So I went and put the tonic water in the mixer, and then I went, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to shake it over the sink, and it was like, squ- like squirting out. Like someone like slit its throat or something <laughs> but at least i recognize the fact that i fucked up and did it over the sink so i didn't make yeah. a mess because <laughs> uh. i was like it would have been fine if it had been milk oh god whoops yep. <laughs> all right so uh i'm jackie and i'm lita and this is why haven't you watched that Today we're doing Citizen Kane, and I still maintain it would have been really hilarious if we had done this right after Austin Powers, because <laughs> what a tone shift. Yeah, very, very silly too. Very, very, very serious. Very Although, serious. Although, honestly, there were some silly parts in Citizen oh, Kane. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, have, I have so many jokes written down. <laughs> I have, like, half of my notes are just, like, jokes and, like, making fun of the movie. Yes. So, what I knew first before going into this movie was literally just Rosebud, and yeah. I knew it as, like, I already knew that it was a sled, because I a long time ago, there was, like, a t-shirt that somebody made for T-Fury or something like that, mm. and it was just, like, a list of spoilers from everything, so it was, like, oh, save kills I Dumbledore, yeah, and, and Rosebud was the sleigh, yeah. So, um, that's all I knew. Yeah, and when I first, I then oh, realized, I then realized um, toward the end of the movie, um, when he's clapping at the opera, I was like, oh, I've seen that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down too. I put clapping gif meme. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. That's all I knew. Yeah. When I, f- I first saw this movie, um, actually, uh, my first year of TV production class, I knew absolutely nothing about it other than that it like existed. So mm-hmm. I didn't know about Rosebud. I didn't know about any of it. And my 14-year-old brain's mind was, like, blown. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was completely ruined for me because I was just, like, whatever. Yeah, you know? there's, like... Yeah, it's, like, um... It's stuff like that, like, 
you know, like, you know, Darth Vader's Luke's dad. Yeah. And, like, stuff, like, stuff, like, big pop culture moments like that get kind of, like, ruined for you. Mm-hmm. Honestly, with Star Wars, even though I saw them when I was very little, because my parents took me to the theater when they re-released them, I feel like I still somehow knew, like, I feel like that was spoiled for me, even as, like, a yeah, five-year-old. I feel like it's something, like, you just know by osmosis of living in the world somehow like i don't even like i i couldn't tell you where i learned that information when i was a kid but i just knew (laughs) just being parodied honestly yeah and oh um the movie casper (laughs) i feel like there is a part of casper and i might be imagining it but i feel like there's a part where they kind of are like making fun of this like, there's, like, a baseball or something that was oh, important to him when he was yeah. a little boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that could have easily been uh, inspired by this movie. Yeah, um, I'm, I would have to watch Casper again, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so what do you what do you know about um, the background behind this movie, like, the story behind it? Like, absolutely nothing. N- absolutely nothing? Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> right, I didn't write down everything because I assume like you might have known some of it, but I'll try to remember. All right, so this movie uh, was uh, Orson Welles. You know Orson Welles. I, yeah, I know Orson Welles. I was going <laughs> to the worlds. He did the first all black cast of Macbeth. Uh, he okay. was like twenty years old when he did that. Wow. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. It, it, it makes you feel like a failure, doesn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, he was like known as like this genius and like uh. He wanted to do this film because he was inspired by William Randolph Hearst, Mm -hmm. who was, like, a big publisher at the time. And, like, it's a very similar story uh, as uh, Charles Foster Kane, which is that, like, he owned newspapers. And, like, he started that whole thing with, like, the USS Maine and trying to start the Spanish-American War and all that stuff, all the fake news. That was him. uh, And he was, like, a big publishing magnate. And then they decided we're going to, like, write... A movie based on this guy and he found out about it he was oh. not happy he was not a hap- he was not happy he tried very very hard to get uh the movie shut down like he paid uh he wanted to pay like a million dollars for the studio to not make this movie um wow. he didn't su- he it, it didn't work obviously but he did succeed in getting all of the major cinemas to not play this movie so it was only playing in like a couple of like random art house cinemas and wow. like random places. So the movie did not do well when it first opened. And it's kind of the reason like for this, like he was given complete creative control over absolutely everything. This man had never made a movie in his life and he was given like total artistic control over everything. After this failed so badly, he didn't, he was not allowed the same leeway on any of his other projects. And a lot of them were like, kind of like failures in a lot of ways he 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 acted and made a lot a lot of movies but it, yeah see there it is um <laughs> the bong if you can hear it yeah uh mad rips <laughs> jackie's gonna be super high in like three two one <laughs> if only anyway um, so yeah he made like a lot of our movies like the magnificent ambersons i think is like the second best movie he's ever done, according to critics, and even he wasn't very happy with it. There's, like, an unfinished film of his that people have been, like, trying to find, like, footage for, and no one's been able to find it. But, uh, yeah, so this movie sort of ruined him, in a way. Uh, he still had, a, like, a, a mildly successful career, but, like, it could have been much better, and it's because Hearst was, like, 
no. <laughs> I'm I'm fucking up all your shit. And I don't know if this is true. I remember watching this in a movie that they made about the making of Citizen Kane. I don't know if this was just, like, a rumor or, like, based on fact. But, like, Rosebud, apparently, in real life, was what Hearst called his, either his mistress or his wife's vagina. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's actually true. I don't it know if that's just like, believable, to be honest. It, yeah, I, I with what that. we know about men. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> it's like they turned that into like this symbol of like innocence and lost childhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so didn't that's... realize that uh, Orson Welles was also actually Charles. K- like I didn't. Yeah. Use the actor. What? Yeah, yeah. He, they did the what? makeup for this movie, like the old age insane. makeup. It was all very elaborate and intricate. It, yeah. It, and um, yeah, it looks super realistic. Super realistic. Like his aging and everything. That yeah, that like really- I believe it. You know, yeah. Even now I, and like it looks better than like some modern movies I've seen. You know, and it yeah. looks better than when they try to age down characters with CGI now, and it just looks really <laughs> creepy. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the uncanny valley. Yeah. Ugh. Um, but yeah, what did you like um overall think of this movie? I don't think it's something that I would watch again. <laughs> <laughs> um I liked it though for for what it was. Um it's sad. Yeah. And it definitely like we were talking about the um like how different movies have moods, you know? Yeah. This is definitely, like, a rainy evening movie. Oh, absolutely, like. definitely. Because it, it kind of it, felt like a chore to watch it when especially yeah, it was yeah. very bright and sunny. Like, yeah, like, I just watched it. Like, like I finished it, like, what, like, an hour ago, I think? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was, like, it's, like, it's just really heavy. And I had, to, I had to pay to rent it, which I'm still angry about. And I'm oh, yeah. declaring that $4 on my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but you know, <laughs> I could, I could, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it was interesting watching again because I haven't seen in a long time. And like, when you think about like the movies that were made around that time, uh, a lot of them just had like very like boring cinematography. Everything was like pretty flat. And this movie just kind of like changed the game. And like the cinematographer on this, I read this thing once where like, uh, apparently at the time he was like, I'm sick of all these fucking movies. I want to like all these conventions and all this stuff we had to do and all these rules. I want to work with someone who has never made a fucking film in his entire life and has no idea. And they're like, oh, well, here's Orson Welles. And he was like, fantastic. So, <laughs> like, like they like did all this stuff. Like uh, during the scene after he lost the um, governor race, uh, they had to actually dig a hole in the set to get that low angle because mm-hmm. he's like, it's not low enough. We need a lower angle. It's like, dude, we got to like, we can't go any lower. It's like, dig a hole. And like, <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, is, I guess. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like also this definitely set the uh, tone of cinematography for like the next probably 10, 20 years. Oh, honestly. yeah, definitely. Like this movie, okay. like uh, it had like uh, its renaissance. Weirdly enough, when uh, TV became huge in the 50s, they played uh, this movie and that's how it like became well known again. Interesting. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to think about. Um, There's definitely a lot of 
of um i don't know what you would call it like lighting um the light the lighting in this movie is great i know yeah. I, I, I <laughs> it, it, that's that's all in my notes said too uh, like what i actually wrote was the use of life and uh, light in this movie is chef kiss fingers <laughs> yes yeah, <laughs> um, it's it's definitely similar to a lot of the noir films that I watched when I took a film noir class. Yeah, and um, I'm sure that they sort of took from this movie. Yeah, for that definitely. because there's a lot of like people's faces being partially in shadow when they're not telling the truth, or when they're very happy and jubilant and getting to know each other. They're they're in very like bright light and their features are softened like when um he's talking to alexandra in her apartment about her toothache and well, her name her name's susan alexander but yes. susan alexander i'm sorry no i i, I just am- watched it so I, that's the only reason i remember it <laughs> i am so fucking bad at names <laughs> susan alexander yeah i yeah, kept yeah. getting both of his wives mixed up too so yes yeah. <laughs> The, the breakfast scene, too, I feel, was, like, such great filmmaking to, like, kind of, like, very quickly visually convey, like, these two people the, growing apart over yes. a period of time. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, but, yeah, this movie is kind of hard to watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just because, like, it is, it's so, it's, like, you know it's good and, like, you know it's, like, technically good and the story is good and the acting is good, but it's just so, like, bleak that it's just hard to like sit through it sometimes yeah it's like i knew it was gonna end sad and it's sad that it it's just there's no good closure i guess Mm -mm. um i will have to say that i did not like the music really because (laughs) it's like all the music from movies from like the 40s and the 50s i feel like i I think we talked about this in psycho 2 actually where it's like weird strings and brass in weird places that it shouldn't be and like the music sounds really excited when something is like sad happening on screen (laughs) (laughs) and like the opera scene it's very overwhelming oh my god yeah i mean it's supposed to feel that way but like um yeah, it was. It was that was. Yeah, that was a bit much. Poor Susan. Yeah, I felt God. really terribly for her. Yeah. Um, I was gonna. What was I gonna say? I don't remember. Oh, uh, so um, one thing I want to bring up is uh, you have have you you probably haven't have you seen Velvet Goldmine by any chance? No. All right, so um, Velvet Goldmine uh is a movie that's kind of like inspired by uh David Bowie. And it, its story structure borrows very, very heavily from this movie. So, yeah, if we ever watch that, I feel like it might be nice to do, like, a comparison between the two. Because it has, like, a lot of the same story beats. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, just a couple quick facts about Orson Welles. Yeah. He was a Taurus because he was born on May 6th. <laughs> <laughs> Really? And, He's a Taurus? I, yeah. <laughs> huh. Interesting. And uh, he died October 10th, which was a couple days ago, our time, mm. uh, at age 70. So, 1985. So, it's quite a while ago. When? But, yeah, it's fun facts about Orson Welles that everyone yeah. can find out if they just simply go to his IMDb page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, there, I'm... 
uh, I remember hearing he was like a huge asshole or something, but all these guys are assholes. <laughs> so it's oh, not yeah, really, that's not really like an interesting factoid. It's like, well, obviously he's a dick. Yeah, it's more this, like uh, noteworthy if he's not a dick. <laughs> yeah, honestly. This entire week has been the whole Harvey Weinstein thing, and that's been a doozy. Yeah, so. yeah. I don't think there was any, I don't remember hearing anything like that level bad with Orson Welles, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, just still. Just like douchiness. Yeah. Probably. It's, I mean, it's men, and it's Hollywood, and it's not surprising. And it's power. It, it's really, it's not even, yeah. like, it's just power in general, and just... Toxic masculinity. Yay. Everyone's We're favorite. gonna keep coming back to that. I, I feel like every <laughs> single, we definitely need to do some movies that are, like, directed by women, if, you know, we can find oh, them. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. We really do. It just, it kind of sucks, because, like, a lot of, like, what's deemed, like, classic movies have, like, all been directed by men. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we definitely need to find some, uh, films directed by women. That would yeah. be great. Um, especially, like, especially too, back in the day, women didn't direct films usually. Yeah, it's kind of hard to have anything deemed great if, like, you don't get to do it at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, getting to do it probably helps a little bit. <laughs> yeah, even still, even now, like, you know, 70 years later, which is sad. Um, yeah yeah one of I'm trying to, the things oh, that i sorry do you can finish your point on that because i'm going on something else oh no it wasn't a point i'm i was just gonna say i'm trying to like find something in my notes that is not a dumb joke <laughs> well i have, so continue <laughs> i sort of have a dumb joke kind of um i thought it was really interesting that like at the beginning of the movie they're talking about xandu and i thought that i misheard when they said florida <laughs> <laughs> I did not miss here. They really were like, we're going to build a fucking palace on a fake mountain in Florida. They described the Gulf Coast as having desert shores or something like that, which is so not have you guys true. ever been to Florida? <laughs> I, I first thought they were talking about the Gulf Coast as in like over in the Middle East by like where the Gulf War happened. Uh, and that was not the truth. <laughs> I felt really bad for, like, the ponies and the horses that they were hoisting into the zoo or whatever at the beginning. Yeah. And then later on in the movie, they're talking about having a picnic in the Everglades. (laughs) Nobody fucking goes on a picnic in the Everglades. Who wants to do that? This is the kind of dumbass tomfoolery that got me stuck in Florida in the first place because the people that first landed here didn't have the good goddamn sense to say, fuck this swamp, I'm out. And I cannot believe the gall that this man had in saying that they've made a palace in fucking southern Gulf Coast fucking Florida. It is insulting. This should be this should be the trailer soundbite for this episode. <laughs> it's so horrible here. Don't ever come to Florida. Don't die here. You'll get stuck. It's like quicksand. You can't ever get out. Huh. Now we have pythons in the Everglades too because people let them loose because uh, that was fun. So oh, that's lovely. The alligators. There's pythons and they're eating all the baby key deer. It's so sad. <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so, that's my so, rant yeah. for this portion. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so so uh, you, I didn't so know. Didn't know what. Why there was narration and title cards. 
I thought that was uh, that was because um well no in the in the reel. beginning you're talking about no it's because they're doing it, it's like it's a newsreel yeah I know but I was like but, that's silly <laughs> well they were very silly back in the day <laughs> uh but yeah this uh the first note I actually have before I even like watch the movie was how uh this movie uh pioneered deep focus cinematography which mm-hmm. is where like it, everything is in focus everything mm-hmm. in the foreground uh mid-ground and background like you see that like in a lot of shots in this movie where everybody's yeah. just kind of like all lined up there is no there's no depth of focus at all there's no uh, yeah have stopping it out yeah and it also pioneered non-linear storytelling which is personally one of my favorite kinds of storytelling when it's done correctly <laughs> yes we actually talked about that the other day because i just read a book where i wasn't so sure about using that but i thought that it was a lot more effective in this because yeah it is, yeah going to the different people and having them tell their side of the story and i think that's a much more effective way yeah it's a much better uh framing device yes i feel rather than just jumping back and forth for just (laughs) willy-nilly no rhyme or reason to it and then you're just trying to like trick people at the end just for a twist that's like that's something that really bothers me i've read stuff where everyone's like oh man the twist at the end is so good i'm like there's no there was no like, I wouldn't be able to go back and read this or watch this and be like, oh, that's what that was. No, yeah. it was just a twist to have a twist. It didn't, yes, there's no that's meaning. The worst kind. Yeah. You have to have it actually lead up to it. The clues have to actually fit. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm and that, that's why like, I could probably never write a mystery because it, that shit's hard. <laughs> I've always thought that about myself too because I used to love mysteries when I was little and I wanted to be a mystery writer. And then I was like, I'm not smart enough to drop these clues. <laughs> throughout where you could go back and be like oh i see you know it's like oh yeah like i I have i have a hard enough time like constructing plots on their own let alone like (laughs) an entire murder mystery i remember back uh when psych was still on and i was like writing a couple of fanfics for and i had an idea to do one that involved like an actual case it was just like a genfic and i was like i started writing it and i was like i i i i I can't (laughs) that was me trying to write nancy drew fan fiction when i was like nine (laughs) 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 i couldn't do it i'm just not smart enough yeah well at least we know and we're not uh stephen (laughs) moffat and mark gatis who think they are smart enough we know our weaknesses and we we um acknowledge them (laughs) exactly which i feel is important as an artist to know yeah we acknowledge them we are valid (laughs) yeah i mean the next step is trying to get over those weaknesses but you know who wants to do work (laughs) who wants to grow as a person yeah right stupid (laughs) (laughs) um i had to look up what year this came out which was 1941 and i was a little bit surprised that they had um in like a non-propaganda type film depictions of like hitler and the nazis in 41 and i was curious if that was like an actual clip of hitler from germany or if that was an actor because i was not sure yeah that whole thing where he's like oh there's not going to be a war and it's Mm -hmm. like i watched it i i I forgot that it was made in 1941 and i was like oh haha that's a fun that's like a nice call out joke to you know, people are like, oh, there's not going to be a war, but no, they're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 1941. Oh, which is a really good point, too, because we did not get involved, I don't think, until 
they, I think like was, America didn't get involved until 42 or 43, right? Yeah, so, yeah, I think, I mean, we could be wrong. <laughs> I, I actually just had an argument with a coworker about this the other day, and I won the argument. Cause, and now I don't know if I'm right with what I'm saying at the moment. Yeah, because when was Pearl Harbor? What year was that? Um... Because the thing is, like, this movie came out in 1941, but, like... I think it was 43. No, it was 41. So the end end of this year. So we got involved in 42, pretty much. Yeah, so the movie was still... The movie was still prescient then. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it would have obviously been shot and written before that, so... Yeah. All right, mystery solved. <laughs> yeah, because I actually had an argument with my coworkers about when the war started in the first place and when America got involved because they were like, oh, America was involved like almost right away. And I was like, no, the war was going on for a couple oh, no. years beforehand. That's such, a, that's such a strange misconception to have, mm-hmm. I feel like, at this point. Because I feel like it's pretty common knowledge that we like stayed out of it for a while. Yeah, until Pearl Harbor, which, yeah. you know, if you believe conspiracy theories, uh, FDR knew about and wanted to get involved in the war and let it happen is that like the 9-11 truthers of the 40s (laughs) yeah well actually i think there's more um there's more to back up the fdr thing because yeah i mean i i could i could i could see that i mean i i I don't think it's like implausible yeah i it's not a truth but it is a possibility yeah um, we had to but Bush did 9-11 is not possible. <laughs> no. <laughs> he is not smart enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you can't melt steel beams. Uh. Uh. Um, uh. There was also a word that they said in the newsreel that I didn't know before, and now I know a new word. Ignum- Ooh, what is it? Minius, causing public shame. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a that's a that's a nice big word. Good mm-hmm. job, Lita. <laughs> Thanks. It's my new word. I'm gonna say it every time something happens to, uh, <laughs> to a coworker or to the president or you know whatever male wants to step up to the guillotine next. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. Please let all of them. Okay. <laughs> uh. Robespierre. <laughs> Viva France. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. In the, what a horrible goddamn way to send your child away forever from you. Yeah. 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 And I like. Was also, a little bit confused as to the why. Is it just because his dad was a piece of shit? I, the thing is, like, I couldn't quite grasp that during the scene either. I feel like it must have been a contributing factor of that and, like, the other things as well kind of combined mm-hmm. well because like the thing is like during that whole scene like i wasn't even like paying attention to the conversation i was just like watching li- little little charles little in the kid. background <laughs> in the windows like hey hey guys hey and it's like Ooh. oh my god what did he say he said something really funny too he just like screamed it like, uh, i'm like sure he something did. about the war or something like that i don't know and then like that scene is like mirrored later with like the dancing girls and yeah. he's like in the window again Mm-hmm. so they just like knew what they were doing <laughs> i thought the the dancing girl scene there's a part where they're all like lined up in a pyramid formation kind of around the guy and the one girl and messes up 
yes yeah <laughs> like so I much that too. she like messed up <laughs> the girl like on the, the far right she was so yeah. out of sync and she was like i don't know if it was on purpose or if like her just as an actress like if she was overacting because she was like oh my god i'm in a movie because she like kept putting like extra flourishes on things you know i think i think it's the latter personally i think so yeah because like i know like a lot of the people like in that movie had like never done movies before yeah it did Uh, mention it after too yeah that would be that's me though i'm that bitch i'm the one that's like trying to be (laughs) i'm like i'm in this line with everyone else but people are gonna notice me today And we noticed her, and she's valid, and <laughs> we remember You're her. valid, sweetie. <laughs> uh, you can already tell we've been drinking on this one. Yeah, see, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not drunk. I'm, like, sober, so I'm just well, like this. <laughs> I've got rum, and you've got beer. Yeah, I, so. I drink, like, a, like, not even half a beer, so I'm good. Okay. Well, at least the smart one of us is still sober. I'm still so I'm not. We I'm, should do a drunk one of these. I think that would be so much fun. <laughs> it probably would be fun for us, but I feel like whenever people do that and think they're really funny, it doesn't The thing is you have to there's well. a fine line you have to strike. There's a line. So you, you can't be like hammered, which I don't no, ever really no, get. No. So Yeah, I I yeah, I, if if I get hammered, I get like really sad. So Yeah. <laughs> We, the, I like the, to pub, be, the public doesn't need to hear my drunk sads. I like to be lightly inebriated. Uh, yes, yeah, just enough to like impaired. loosen up and like talk to people, but yeah. not so much that you're puking in the bathroom. I feel like that's a good place to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm actually like dialing it back even more than that, honestly, because I used to be able to like have three, four drinks and be fine, yeah. like not have any trouble. And now I'm like, I'm only going to have one or two, and I'm still yeah. going to be fine. Yeah, and then see, I have even less trouble. <laughs> see, I'm getting older, so I'm, like, getting hangovers more often now. Me too. So, yeah, that hasn't been fun. No. I, I <laughs> Like, I only, like, the, like uh, last week I went to a show, and I only had, like, two drinks and a shot. And I, I wasn't hungover the next day, but I still woke up at, like, four in the morning. Yeah. And I was like, are you fucking serious right now? I hardly had anything. <laughs> See, I've always had that pretty much, like, whenever I've drank, I will wake up in the middle of the night. But usually I just, like, chug a bunch of water, go back to sleep, and then I'm, like, amazing in the morning. Yeah. But lately I've been waking up, even when I don't have that much, and when I have drank a bunch of water and I've eaten and everything, like, done everything right – gone to bed before you know three o'clock in the fucking morning and i still wake up and i feel like i've been hit by a truck <laughs> so i'm trying to like not do that anymore also yeah. a lot of it bothers my sinuses now so i'm like either just that's weird allergic to it or if i am already having sinus problems that day it makes yeah. it worse I, so. I i yeah i think it might just exacerbate it because I was watching, uh, I think I, did I send you the Lindsay Ellis video where they do the tour around the world in Epcot? You did, but around. I did not watch it. Yeah, well, there, if there's one part at the end, she's like, when I get a certain amount of drunk, I sneeze a lot. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which was really funny watching. <laughs> she just kept yeah. sneezing over and over. <laughs> My family gets, like, red in the face, like, yeah. um, which is weird because we're white and I feel like. I have a lot of Asian friends, and they call it, like, Asian like Asian glow. Yeah, I also but get because, red in the face. And I, um, with Asian people at least, they actually, I think, 
lack an enzyme yeah or have an extra enzyme or something they they metabolize it faster so they don't get the fun effects for as long and they get the shitty effects sooner than normal yeah that that's that's fucking so i mean i I mean like people that are not having that enzyme thing not as to say like normal and not normal sorry yeah no yeah no no i know (laughs) but Uh, like Usually people would metabolize alcohol slowly and uh, certain Asian people would metabolize it very quickly, I guess. Yeah. There was a college humor about it, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, There's also a BuzzFeed video about it, too, oh, I think. Oh, no, that's I the one I'm watching of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, as we're talking about this, I'm, like, feeling my own face and it's already getting... <laughs> yeah, mine is warm. I get very warm when I drink. Yeah. And so we have people come over and I'm, like, I'm almost never cold. Mm. I'm almost never cold. So people come over. So we were having some technical difficulties, and I was talking about how sweaty I get when I am drunk, <laughs> and no one else appreciates the fact that I like to have my house at Arctic temperatures, <laughs> and they come over to drink, and they're like, oh, I'm cold. Can we turn up the air? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm so sweaty. <laughs> and audacity was like please don't tell that story but jokes on you audacity because i fucking told that story anyways bitch (laughs) (laughs) anyways back to citizen kane and we're talking about drinking and we're talking about the dancing girls and the newspaper um and a horrible way to send your kid away forever and that's where we were i mean it's kind of like no wonder he was so fucked up (laughs) to be honest you know what i mean Oh, I, uh, <laughs> the last note I wrote, uh, w- like, uh, when she was, like, uh, uh, Susan Alexander, she was like, I want to go to the city, Charlie, Charlie, and I was like, we're on a bridge, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Charlie the Unicorn. Oh, my oh God. they took my friggin' kidney. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was so good, and then they kept making them, and then they kept I know, worse. that's when it gets ruined, man. Yeah. That's when it gets, the, the, the second one was good. From what I remember. The first one was good. The second one was good. Yeah. And then the rest were shit. <laughs> that and llamas with hats. Do you remember mm. them? Oh, I remember llamas with hats. Yeah. I yeah. Chris got me a shirt that said, uh, that's the sound of forgiveness screaming in its silence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many. Uh, I, I was about to... Uh, no, it's just like the E-bombs world. <laughs> looking, at, oh. looking at that at school. Oh, Only good 90s times. kids remember. <laughs> <laughs> and like me and my friends, we like um, did a reenactment of that uh, banana phone cartoon. Oh my God. I, yes. I have it. I have it on VHS. We found yes. it like when we moved here. It, it's amazing. Anyway, back to Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, I had another note about the dance at women, and I was like, oh, that's fun. He tried to, like, scam on one of them, and she had to, like, slap him away, kind of. Yeah. So. Well, she, like, he's, like, going in for the kiss. She's already got her lips puckered up, man. <laughs> she knows. She knows what's up. <laughs> but then, like, oh, you. <laughs> but then she's like, nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course that's that's kind of setting up i think for how he treats the women later on in his life yeah too yeah and just like the statues being a metaphor for how he treats people mm-hmm. <laughs> he Collecting just collects them. them yeah and he just you know wants to he doesn't he just views people as like objects to adore him mm-hmm. it's just a fucked up way to live 
but he's yeah. a rich white man, so how sorry can we be for him, really? You know, yeah. like, it's kind like, of like the whole problem with this movie. Like, I'm just watching. I'm like, yeah, that sucks, but also like, fuck you. Yeah, I, I didn't have a lot of empathy at the end, to be honest. I yeah. I empathize yeah. the most with the women and mm-hmm. um, his, you know, the people that were like, well, yeah, I like think I was his friend. Like a... Oh, speaking of his friend. Jedediah. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I saw this movie, I was like, Charles and Jedediah OTP. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, there's some repressed feelings going oh, on yeah. here, I think. If it was made, you know, 20 years in the future from now, because <laughs> we're still not there now. <laughs> yeah, we're still not, unfortunately. But, but maybe yeah. in 20 years from now, if it was remade, there might be some exploration there. Yeah. Is that some of those looks they gave each other is kind of hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think you guys drunkenly hooked up once. Yeah. And then never mentioned it ever again. <laughs> we can only hope and encourage it, honestly. Yeah. Same. On the topic of hooking up, uh, it made me oh, really no. sad. <laughs> and uh <laughs> it made me really sad when he is at Susan, right? Susan yeah. Alexander's yes, house. Yes, yes. And um She's like, oh, I'm not allowed to have the door open when there's a gentleman caller. My landlady doesn't let me. Which just reminded me of the fact that even when women were, like, living on their own back then, they were kind of living under, like, a den mother. Like, the landladies were still like, you're not allowed to have boys over. It's like, fuck you. (laughs) Can you even imagine if it was still like that? Like, if your fucking landlord was like, sorry, you can't get laid. It's not allowed. It's sinful. (laughs) You're not married. Please do not. It's like, well, I'm moving. (laughs) And I'm sure, like, it was against the law because uh, it was still on the law books that men and women could not live in the same place without being married, in Florida at least, until last year, I think. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's one of those, like, you can't have ice cream in your back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, like, obviously That's... no one enforced it, but it was still on the books until, like, they took it off last year or something. So. Yeah, it's like, oops, we let that slip through the cracks a little too long, I think. Yep. So me and Chris Someone are, forgot like, about breaking it. the law, breaking the law. <laughs> <laughs> like, something, sometimes I wonder, though, like, if there are people out there who, like, are so hell-bent on revenge that they look up all these, like, obscure laws that are on the books and, like, try to, like, get their enemies with, like, these random things. Probably. I'm sure. <laughs> There's someone for everything, honestly. Yeah. And I, I think I'm... that it's quite offensive that a landlady with such disgusting, horrific parlor decor <laughs> would say that you can't have a man over to fuck you to make you forget about how ugly that place is. <laughs> I just need the D to forget this ugly furniture. <laughs> like, there's so much everything everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who decorated this place? Norman Bates? <laughs> <laughs> All it needed was a couple more dead animals. Yeah, we just need some taxidermy on the walls and we're set. I'm trying to think of something serious to say. I don't know. Um, I actually, that's pretty much the end of my notes because they were all jokes yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> I my, suck. Yeah, I, I mentioned all the serious stuff already, I think. I Like, one of my jokes was like, like when he's like, 
Uh, we won't need to build an opera house and immediately cuts to they build an yes! opera house. That was great. <laughs> I was like Ron Howard voice. They build an opera house in the next month. <laughs> I did love that too. I didn't think that she was that bad and everyone was well, like. Well, we also don't know too much about singing opera. True. I think so. There were some I, parts. like when she was hitting when she was hitting the really high notes, you could tell there was some that she wasn't that very bad. good. Yeah, but like uh, overall, like to our, our layman's ears, it like sounded fine for the most part, and that's which is why it's like helpful that they like panned up to like those two like opera workers who were like, eh, <laughs> she stinks, so we know that she stinks. Yeah. It's like thanks, movie. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't so bad until like a couple parts toward the end when it gets really frantic, kind of. Yeah. Um, I thought that... Imagine being in, like, a marriage where your husband, like, forces you to sing horribly in front of people night after night. Like, no wonder she fucking tried to kill herself. That's one of the first things that she told him, too, is, like, I don't really want to sing. (laughs) And he's like, well, you're gonna sing. God damn it, sing. And I feel like a lot of it is just, like, it's, like, because, like, their courtship begins with, like, her singing for him, and it's actually, like, pretty sweet. Yeah. Like, it's nice. And then it gets ruined because it's like he has to perform it for everyone else. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's sad to watch, like, something that was just, like, could have just been for them, and it could have been a nice thing for them, and it just gets so destroyed by his pride. Yeah. He completely fails at intimacy because everything is performative for him. Yeah. He doesn't know how to not have things shown off and trying to garner the public's love and support. Yeah. And even, like, his own love and relationship with someone that should be just theirs. He's just, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we don't ever really... He has a kid, right? Yeah, the kid... Like, they mentioned the, it, that the kid died. What? Like, just, like, it, they, they just kind of, like, breezed past it. I but, like, oh, by the way, the, ki- the son died in a car accident what the or something. Fuck? And his first wife did or something, too, I think. They both died oh, in a car accident. They said that at yeah. the very beginning. Yeah, they just breezed right past it. It was like a blink and you miss it kind of thing. Because so. by the time I got to the part where he had a kid in one scene... I had forgotten about that. Yeah. Well, so, like, I feel like that could have been, like, emphasized a little bit more. They could have been like, hey, uh, your son's dead. Yeah, especially, like, what kind of effect did that have on him, even though he was not with the woman anymore, like, losing yeah. your only kid. Yeah. And they don't I, really explore I completely, that at all. I completely forgot to mention this. Okay, like, I'm, I'm sorry to, like, take it from, like, something so serious to something very silly, but, like, um... <laughs> Uh, the scene where he's, like, destroying his room after, uh, Susan leaves him, Mm -hmm. and all I could think during that scene was the room. (laughs) (laughs) You are tearing me apart, Susan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, ah, the room was inspired by Citizen Kane. I remember, like, thinking that the first time I saw the room, too. I'm like, I was like, who does he think he is? Orson Welles? (laughs) (laughs) Like, if he had shot himself and the the French people that were his servants came up and found him, and, like, and she like, came back because she was like, I forgot my suitcase, and then it's all emotional. That scene in the room goes on for so long. And, like, Denny just, like, runs yes. in out of nowhere. <laughs> just, like... It goes on for so long. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Yeah, I yeah. I missed going to uh, the screening of that in New York uh, earlier this month. I oh, for- I thought I thought I had bought the ticket, and it turns out I didn't. But that was also the same night as my friend's show, so I wound up working out anyway. But oh, that's um, okay. Yeah, they're doing a uh, Rocky Horror at the like library or somewhere. At the, not the library. library. <laughs> no, it's not the library. I was gonna say it's an. It's near the library. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to say, it's an odd location choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw it on the way to the library, so that's why I said, oh, but it's not, yeah. Anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I was thinking about going, but then I was like, the last time I went to Rocky Horror, every single time I've gone to Rocky Horror, I've gotten sick after I've gone, so. Mm-hmm. What, <laughs> well, I was coming down with Mono the first time after. I went, so. <laughs> yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> I didn't know that I was coming that's down so with weird. mono like at the time, but that's what I had. So that's why I was so miserable. It was also Oof. terrible because um, we went to St. Pete Beach Theater, which is kind of far to do it around here. So we went there for Halloween because we were like, oh, we're too old to go trick or treating. And I don't think that place is open anymore. I don't know. But the dude that was, like, the MC was like, I'm on so much cocaine. And we're like, that's cool, man. And um, uh, instead of starting Rocky Horror at midnight, like, because uh, they had, like, two hours of really horrible bands and performances beforehand. And I shit you not, there was some sort of industrial goth noise core band playing power tools and it was so loud and so bad (laughs) and there was nothing advertised about this before we did this and we were like fuck (laughs) and then to top it off there was a lip sync Duet to Bring Me to Life by Evanescence. <laughs> and it was two o'clock in the morning before we even got to watch any of the movie. We stayed for the time warp and then we went home. That sounds like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a very strange evening. It was hell. It was better when I went to it in college, um, but we also did the room in college. That's why I brought up Rocky Horror. Yeah. Can You can still hear me. Okay, because mm-hmm. you you were cutting in and out, but I got I got most of what you said. <laughs> yeah, this this uh, this one's gonna be a wreck, yeah. honestly. And we've yeah. had like this has been the most cohesive one so far, and our tech is fucking up. So I, I apologize. To the, I mean, you might be able to, to piece to it together in a way that makes sense. Because considering we have two yeah. different tracks, you can just kind of like yeah, cut me out for all the <laughs> all your story. Yeah, I'll just have to work on it a little bit more than the other ones it's okay it'll, it'll work out uh yeah yeah that's that's all that's all i got i'm glad i remembered the room yeah. reference because <laughs> i was like thinking that even before uh, i watched the movie i was like that scene is <laughs> tell me why so <laughs> yes i i would bring some trivia to the table but i think you pretty much covered it because you knew a lot more about this than i did so um so does it hold up still in filmography, right? Um, when I watched it again, no. Did I particularly enjoy it? 
not really. <laughs> it's an important movie to watch, though. It is. I I did uh, respect it, I guess. And Yeah, um, you do have to respect it, even if it's not, like... It's not a fun movie to watch, I would say. Unless, like... You're like a like I guess if you're like a serious film buff and you get like a kick out of like um all the stuff it pioneered, but even then, and the, again, there's nothing like all the it's all good. It's just kind of like I'm not having a good time. Yeah, <laughs> it's know? not like a happy feel good movie or like a fun movie or you know oh i watched it yeah. at this time of the year i i don't think people are gonna be like uh oh, no. yeah let's watch citizen kane tonight that sounds like a party yeah it, it's kind of like <laughs> oh it, that actually reminds me of that buzzfeed video where it was like a, if guys acted uh like female best friends and it was like so which one do we want to watch uh 12 years of slave or miss congeniality miss congeniality <laughs> <laughs> It's like these films are like great, but they're just like so yeah. hard to sit through because they're just so bleak. Like I've tried rewatching Twelve Years a Slave like a bunch of times, and it's so oh yeah, I, I have not seen that. <laughs> it that 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 is that is a fucking bleak ass fucking movie if there ever was one. Oh my god, it's so rough. Anyway, on on that note, <laughs> I think we can wrap things. Yeah, I'm enjoying this because I'm definitely watching a lot of movies that I wouldn't take the time to watch otherwise, like, ever in my life. And I'm like, oh, I feel like I have a better appreciation for the foundations. I'm starting to, to get a better appreciation for it, at least. Yeah. I'm going to be one of those, like, snobby film bros by the time yeah, you're gonna Yeah, you're going to be that dude in uh, the back of the film class that, like, wears a beret mm-hmm. and is like, oh, Truffaut did this better. <laughs> Mm-hmm. you're gonna be that guy and it's like oh i was going to hook up with that girl but she had a breakfast at tiffany's poster <laughs> on her wall and i just can't possibly just, imagine the dude i was just making fun of like i he would have absolutely have said <laughs> like the real actual person i was making fun of just now <laughs> when he's got like a shawshank redemption poster on his wall or something yeah no, like. yeah no no he was the he was like the big french film guy and he like wore a beret oh. and like in seriousness like not ironically <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. You should have just gone up to him and been like, oh my God, have you seen Emily? Amelie? <laughs> Emily. <laughs> Dude. Have you seen Amelie? I love that movie because he'd be like, oh my God, that's the only French movie that you know. That would have been really funny. Because that's the only French movie that I know. <laughs> we should we should watch a French movie at some point. We should watch a foreign film yeah. at some point. We will. I Is the artist French? Huh? The artist? Or is it just it, black and it, white? It is... Um, yeah, it is. Like, the people in it are French, I believe. Like, I know it was a French director, and the actress in the movie is French. Um, I don't know if it's okay. a French film. I, I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure. The Artist, uh, see, The Artist is one of those things, like, it's a good movie, but, like, no one talks about it anymore, because it wasn't, like, mm-hmm. that good. <laughs> it was just made because, t- it was made to get an Oscar. Yeah, exactly. No yeah. I mean, anymore. it was, like, a really cool, like, concept. But, like, um, yeah. Everyone cares about the dog from it still. That's all I know about it. It's just, like, Hollywood jerking itself off, as it always does. Yeah. Yeah. The only other French film that I can think off the top of my head is, I think, Blue is the Warmest Color. Yeah, let's not do that one. 
No, because no. those actresses were treated like shit yeah. on the set, right? Yeah, I I watched the first half. I watched the first half of that movie, and the first half uh, before the ridiculous sex scene uh, was actually quite good because it's based off of a comic that was written by a French queer woman. Um, so the story elements that they kept uh, still worked. And then I know after yeah. that scene, it went off the rails from the original story. And what makes the sex scene so ridiculous? I'm what makes it? The, it's so long. It is a seven minute long sex scene that is so male gazy. It starts off nice. It's it's basically like a porn. It's basically like a porn, and it starts off like nice, like okay, this is good, and then it just it ke- it keeps it keeps going. And it keeps going. And, like, it's this girl's first mm. time sleeping with another girl, and they're eating each other's asses. Oh, no. It's, it's so stupid. And that's... It's, like, are you serious with this right now? Like, come on. I you could have cut... Like, this could have just been, like, a two-minute thing, and we would have, like, gotten the point. You know what I mean? I feel like you wait until maybe the third time. Yeah, I know. And, like, <laughs> it's, it's... Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Oh dear! So fucking stupid. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, let's not uh, do. Well, we'll I, I will. Add, you know what? That can if Nolan ever wants to come on the show, uh, she's uh, my French best friend. Uh, she can give us a movie, and yeah, mm-hmm. we can do that. <laughs> Cause she'll actually know them, mm-hmm. and I, I know being nothing. a French person, she probably knows. <laughs> yeah, I. You know, I feel like she might actually have a lot better recommendations for Italian films, though. So I think we should do one of those. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes perfect sense, Lita. <laughs> I love that you were just like, yes. <laughs> You're like, fuck Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, so we've managed to talk about men and their shittiness again. So that's five for five, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Five by five. Uh. Um. We covered a much more serious one this time, and that was nice because we actually had some shit to keep us on topic. Mm-hmm. Instead of just going off on <laughs> so, tangents every five minutes. <laughs> yeah, so either we'll have, like, gained a lot of new people when we finally post these, or everyone will be like, man, I liked when they were conversational. <laughs> <laughs> They're sellouts now. I don't like them anymore. <laughs> yeah, we'll start doing ads for, like, Audible. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you heard about Casper? I have never slept so good since I got a Casper mattress. They'll ship it to your door and you just unfold it and sleep on it. If you don't like it, you can return it to them after 60 days free of charge. See, we're, Money back guarantee. We're even doing this ad for free. We're already... <laughs> yeah. If you don't want a new mattress because they're expensive, how about you try out Blue Apron? Blue Apron is like having someone... Like your mom, do your grocery shopping for you. Drop it on your doorstep so it melts all day long while you <laughs> work. And then you still have to come home and are forced to cook because you got the shit and you don't want it to spoil. And they say it takes 30 minutes and it never takes 30 minutes and you're going to dirty every single pot and pan in your entire house just like when mom used to do it. It's just, just keep living with your mom. Uh, Blue apron. Try it today. Use the code... <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> You're saying- go to blueapron.com slash watch it <laughs> blueapron.com slash don't <laughs> 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 
No, my best friend <laughs> for a very brief period peddled Blue Apron on the streets of New York. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> she should have got on that podcast game, yeah, right? <laughs> oh my god. All right. Yeah, so this has been Ad Corner. Pay us. when If we ever post it, no one can pay us if we don't post it. So maybe I'll post it. <laughs> Hopefully no one, like, comes for us. Like, they'll probably pick out the one little thing that we said that I don't edit out, and they'll be like, you're a bad person. Well. And we're going to eviscerate you on social media, and then we're going to cry. And then, yeah. No, that's not going to happen. I'll just. It's going to be fine we're good people we try our hardest just correct us if we're wrong okay? not enough people are gonna listen to this podcast but we're gonna get haters <laughs> no. you know what honestly like most of the time you know when you make something you can be like well at least my mom will like it but i'm like i'm not gonna have my mom listen to yeah, this <laughs> yeah my, yeah we don't even have nah. like two guaranteed nah. listeners i i'm i yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call pulling yourself up from your bootstraps when you can't even show it to your mom. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, This has been Laughing Corner, and um, I think now we're done. Do we have like an official sign off? at this point yet or do we do we just like end them it's like bye i think we just sort of trail off and we say bye to people and then they sit there in silence for a couple of seconds wondering if we actually end it's like is it over now okay yeah i think it is bye bye no we're still talking all right (laughs) all right okay for real now Bye. bye